0: This episode brought to you by Audible, your audio book source with over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And today you can receive a free audio book and 30-day free trial by visiting audibletrial.com slash Sports. So don't wait. That's audibletrial.com slash Sports for your free audio book and 30-day free trial. Listen to your audio book anywhere, anytime. Taking sports to another level. Welcome to Rich Take on Sports, the sports podcast with life. Exploring the latest headlines and going behind the scenes with in-depth interviews. Hearing personal stories and the impact of sports in their lives. Here's your host, Richmond Weaver. What time is it? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rich Take on Sports. I am your host, Richmond Weaver, and glad you're listening through whatever format that might be. And thanks for being an investor by investing your time to listen. And we're back with you for episode number 23. And I'm really excited for this episode. And I guess I have to say I'm always excited for any of the episodes because I really do enjoy this podcast. And I know I'm still trying to figure out a lot of things, but... The main thing is I'm just focusing on connecting with people. And in this episode, I was able to connect with our guest, Jared Emerson, here in my hometown, Greenville, South Carolina, because that's where he's located as well. Now, Jared's a world-renowned artist, so he's not the typical guest that we've had on in the past because he's never really had a big career in sports, either playing, coaching, or broadcasting But sports has been a huge part of his life, and now as an artist, he's been able to combine the three worlds of faith, art, and sports into one, and I was able to spend time with him recently in his studio here in Greenville while he was painting a LeBron James portrait that is absolutely amazing, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But real quick, let me remind everyone or let any of the new listeners know that the one source to find all information about the podcast is our website, richtakeonsports.com, and there you can subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher, so whichever platform you prefer. And you'll also be able to find all of the previous episodes there as well. And don't forget, you can follow through Twitter at Richtakesports. So, keeping things moving here in episode 23, it's time for the Rich Spotlight. Shining brightly to share the stories of people in sports. This is the Rich Spotlight. Our guest this episode is Jared Emerson, whose art studio is in Greenville, South Carolina, as I mentioned. But his work reaches worldwide from renowned athletes like Muhammad Ali to Jerry Rice. He's had the opportunity to paint people from all walks of life. Jared focuses on his motto, Art Reaches Everyone. And while he loves to work with individuals on commission pieces, he's really made a name for himself as a speed painter during live performances. While relying heavily on his faith, Jared has performed at such events as the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Carolina Panthers opening of training camp, at the Coca-Cola 600 in Charlotte, and he recently helped the Detroit Pistons with their new logo launch earlier this year. Now, one of the things that I love about the time with Jared is that I actually got to spend time with him in his studio, as I had mentioned. And he was finishing a LeBron James portrait that he actually started soon after the 2016 NBA Finals, with LeBron leading the Cavaliers to their first NBA title over the Golden State Warriors. And as you know, that was a year ago, and ultimately the Warriors were able to take back the title from the Cavs. But this portrait of LeBron with his outstretched arms over the city of Cleveland— has taken Jared over a year to complete. So it was an honor that he let me in his studio and his workspace to share his journey. Now, the audio is much more raw than other episodes, so just be prepared. But it really captures the essence of the time with Jared as he was finishing up the final touches on this masterpiece. Now, because Jared's story into sports is unique the one of the things that I wanted to learn first and foremost was how he became involved in sports growing up and his earliest memories of sports.
1: You know, my I guess my earliest would be, I mean, my father played, played basketball, okay. and he always encouraged my brother and I. I'm, I'm the youngest of four. Okay. Uh, my brother is about six years older than I am. So he's the oldest, and I have two sisters, and then myself. You know, so I kind of had to learn at an early age to be competitive and try to keep up with my brother and also my father. But my dad loved loved basketball. He encouraged us to play basketball a lot. So I guess earliest memories would just be, you know, playing basketball um, at our neighbor's hoop or other neighbor's hoop down the way, or we had a hoop in our back garage for a little bit. Um, And then my friends growing up, like we, we would play and a couple of my closest friends, we played together. Very young age, probably th- I think maybe third grade um, and then, as we grow older, like all of us kind of went to different schools and for me, looking back, I think, man, if we all would have stayed together, we probably could have had a pretty amazing amazing basketball team when we were you know in, in junior high and high school, mainly high school but um, so basketball was my main sport yeah. so one, did you play other one thing sports? that I loved I did I played soccer. Um, you know, I, I love playing all sports as well. And when I would played soccer, when I was real little, I I was pretty decent. You know, I had no fear and, and could kick kick well and yeah. was kind of fast for a little guy. Um, um, but then I got hurt. Um, I think I was, what, sixth grade? I think it was sixth grade. I played varsity, but it was a small private school in Michigan. And um, me and this big guy went at the ball and it popped me up in the face and felt like, I, I don't think I broke my jaw, but I couldn't eat for a couple of days. And I think after that experience, I was a little more hesitant with the ball. Okay. If you know anything about sports, especially soccer, if you're hesitant on that ball for for just a little bit, you might as well sit down on the bench and do it. So right. growing up with soccer, my father was one of my coaches. As I got into, uh, I think high school, junior high school, and um, he would uh, always get frustrated because he knew he knew that i just wasn't up to par like i should be you know and so i know he he had frustrations with me i had frustrations with myself cuz okay. i always wanted to compete and be the best yeah. that i could be whether it was soccer um basketball football you name it so but with basketball it was a whole different story i was gonna you know, add, i so was i was pretty decent as a kid and and um i think my main thing though for me personally was i was probably a lazy basketball player okay. you know and by that i mean certain points i just thought i was better than other kids so i just didn't put the effort i needed to so then when i played kids that were better than me um i had to really work hard but i lacked in the discipline of um you know conditioning and all that kind of stuff that i should have been doing and now with what i do in my career i'm around a lot of a lot of athletes pro athletes and for me it's seeing their work ethic their discipline is just amazing you know it's it's just makes me think of wow you know all the hard work and it kind of gives me a little relief <laughs> a little relief too that i w- i didn't have to do all that conditioning okay stuff. but um but
0: is there some regret
1: as well i i think a little bit yeah i mean um i don't know if i'd say regret i yeah. mean maybe maybe wishful thinking that maybe i could have went somewhere and done, done okay. something um but who knows you know yeah. i can always think, you know, wish and dream and all that stuff. You know, right. I can tell stories if you want to hear stories, but you know, that's probably what they just are is stories. So okay. I'm, uh, you know, I think with that being said though, I think that's what's gotten me to where I am in, in the art world is I've taken, I, I, I've taken um, the approach of, as I see these athletes and their, their work ethic, um, cause I love sports. It's taking that effort and putting it into my art. So I'm I'm just transitioning in a different way, where I yeah. put my effort, my hard work, my sweat and tears into my into my art. Um, and I believe that's what you know. God's blessed me with being able to go as far as I have in the art world is because he he knows I put the the effort in. And I think with anything and to any young kids out there, it's you can do anything you want in this world, but you only you can do it only you can make the decisions and only you can work hard. Um, you know, I think we live in this day and age where people just think things happen overnight. Yeah. And maybe some people, you know, it does, but you still have to have, you know, use your gifts and talents that God's given you, but put that hard work in as far as, you know, when you see LeBron James, you see Steph Curry out there, you see Kobe, you see you know all these different guys, they don't just get out there and play and perform the way they do, you know? i bet I bet they would tell you they would love to just get out there and do that, but that 's what teaches them to be the greatest and be the best that's that right. they can be is is you know dribbling nonstop mm-hmm. taking that shot you know probably a couple hundred times a day, shooting free throws
0: regularly mm-hmm. like they should, you know um, yeah, and so do you think you know from what you described as not putting in the effort, maybe, you know, from a basketball perspective, now that you're doing it in your career, do you think that was a life lesson that you learned at that point, like, okay, you know what, if I really want to be the best, I do have to work at this, even though I do have unbelievable talent as well from an art perspective. Yeah, I
1: I do believe that, and I I think that was a valuable lesson for me, you know, because I know my father growing up and playing ball you know, if I did some silly move or t- tried to go between some kid's legs or fake over his head, my dad would get mad at me. He would okay. said, "Listen, you're not out here to t- just uh, showboat and whatnot. Yeah. You're out here to play a game." And he was more frustrated with me that I didn't use my head. I used more of my talent and okay. my, you know, thinking I was I was better. So, yeah, I learned a lot from that, and and, and now I, you know, that's something I'm going to teach my son, and I've I've tried to teach my my stepson that. Um, you know, be smart, use your head, because that's going to get you farther than than your ability will. Because you know, I, I could look back and think so many wrong decisions and passing the ball or shooting <laughs> or or getting the ball stolen or how I could have I could have driven at this time and dished off behind the back this way or this way versus you know trying to do some showboat little thing on my own and just messing up. Also putting in the effort, the shots that I shouldn't practice and stuff too. So yeah, the valuable lessons. Uh, yeah I totally think that I have transitioned them to to art and what I do today and even even now there's some struggle and I can tell you yeah, i you was I was really a lazy perfect. artist for for a period of time and by lazy I mean I just spent so much time on one thing and um it's okay to do that um, just it's it's focusing yourself and 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 when you put that time into something it's learning how to go you know i guess go faster and, yeah. and um I guess, what, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Just quality time, right? Making, making the most of your time. Just, okay, I gotta work on this some more, and da-da-da-da-da. It's getting down to the, to the nitty-gritty and doing it.
0: So now you're in high school, and maybe there's not an opportunity you know, to play college. So I, played, I
1: played college ball. I played for a small school in okay. upstate New York. Now, the end, of my <laughs> the end of my senior year of high school, um, we had like this little pep rally thing, you know, and I, every day in practice, I was trying to dunk, trying to dunk, trying to dunk, and all the guys on my team, Jared, you'll never do it, man, come on, you try it every time, you're so close, but it's not going to happen, <laughs> man, and I'm six, you know, at the time, six, six foot, six one, maybe, um, and in this pep rally, one of the guys threw it off the glass, I came up behind him, I grabbed it and fit it in two-handed. And it just barely fit it in, you know, but to but me, I was in. like, this is awesome. Yeah. So ever since that moment, I was able to dunk. Um, so, uh, But the season was over, so I never had a chance in, in high school to dunk or anything because I, I couldn't. Um, but then in college, I could dunk. And uh, so one, one period of my life, I could say that I dunked. And, yes. and, and I was probably at the top of my game. And again, you go from high school to college... You know, you have to work a little harder. You have to, um, you know, the game's a lot more tough, and you got bigger sure. guys and stronger guys and talent, more talented yeah. guys. So, uh, for me, making that transition. But the end of my first year of college, I I blew up my knee, tore my ACL, okay. and uh, that kind of changed my whole outlook on life. Changed my outlook on on. My dreams of becoming an NBA basketball player. Okay. Which so I did knew you up. have
0: those type of dreams? Oh yeah. yeah.
1: As a, as a kid, I mean, I grew up watching the the Bad Boys, Detroit Pistons. Yeah. I grew up watching Michael Jordan. Um, I, I've been a Michael Jordan fan my entire my entire life, you know, since I first saw him play. Now, did um, you have some conflict if you're a Michael I, Jordan fan? I did, but you follow the Detroit I did, Pistons. But you know, to me, my favorite player was Michael. Um, but I also admired Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. I also admired Joe Dumars. I, you know, yeah. I admired these guys and their game. I admired Larry Bird and his game. Um, but Michael just had the whole to me yeah. had the whole package and I loved watching him play. So for me, I did have the little best of both worlds as a kid. You know, it was the 89, 90 back to back Detroit Pistons. Um, and then, you know, once Jordan got past the Pistons, it was all him. That's right. right. So I got to enjoy both of them growing up. Uh, so, yeah.
0: So now you've blown out your knee. Mm-hmm. You're in New York. Are you thinking about what in the world am I going to do? And so, how did art become into the picture as far as a career? I mean, had you thought about that? You know, was that I, a dream as well? I I thought that art was something I could do. Um,
1: maybe be a part of my life okay. or a yeah, And how early you on know, did you realize I mean, that was, you were good at art? I was drawn since I was a kid, and I was probably seventh grade. I had an art teacher that would, you know, taught me some basic shading and stuff. And you know, my mom was always like my biggest fan and you know, yeah. my son's the best and the greatest. But I was like, listen, every mother <laughs> thinks her son's the greatest. And uh, for me, it wasn't until some of my, my friends that were like, man, you know, I can't draw like you draw. And, you got something that, that we don't have. And you know, and, and I had a few buddies that were very talented at our art as well. Um, but then they would tell me, Hey Jared, yeah, you're 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 pretty good. So to me that was a booster for me and, and gave me a little confidence that hey, maybe I do have something. Maybe my mom's just maybe she's right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> maybe she's just not trying to be a great mom. She's trying to be, you know, a supporter and encourager and what I could possibly do one day. So you know, I did drawings and stuff as a kid, and but again, I was more into basketball and sports, yeah, and I sports wanted to be outside, thing. playing versus being inside drawing. You know, so in church and study time, I was already always doodling or drawing something. Um, so this was usually the times that I shouldn't be drawing. I was, I was drawing. Um, so when when I hurt my knee, um, I think everything just came to a head as far as my purpose because I wanted to go play basketball somewhere else you know okay. I wanted I wanted to take a year get a foundation and and at word of life um, which you know I, I think I probably could have taken more advantage of that education as well you know it was a biblical education I learned a lot um, but my purpose of school was basketball to get somewhere and then when I realized I'm not going to go anywhere it was like okay school for me is this something I want to do So I really didn't know, you know, I was, I was at a crossroads for, for many years trying to figure out what my purpose in life is and what I thought was best for me. You know, it was about me and it was me thinking, what can I do for myself? What can I do to get to this point? You know? And I, I think it was when I, I think just came to, to acknowledging that, you know, God's, ultimate purpose and his direction for my life and and his path is much much greater than my own and I think for so long I was trying to do it on my own and he was just there all the time just saying Jared I don't I don't know what you're doing like I don't know why you, you know you know 100% but I think I did H- head wise and 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 everything I knew it just heart wise I wasn't really um connecting with my my savior so um it took me a long period of time to figure out where I was heading. And so after I hurt my leg, um, did some odd and in jobs. I just went to one year school, which I actually graduated because it was only a one year program. Okay. They did do it two years. So I actually graduated with a, I guess you could call it a Bible degree, mm-hmm. theology degree or mm-hmm. something. And um, just did some odd and in sales jobs for a while. And then okay. my parents convinced me to move down to Florida lived in West Palm Beach to start my art career and I did mainly black and white drawings which is tough in West Palm Beach okay. you know if you if you're not painting beaches and colorful so stuff all color. and dolphins and all that stuff you know it's hard to hard to get people to buy your stuff so so when you, you say you started your art careers what does that mean I, it start? means I I said you know I'm done with working a nine-to-five job I'm going to figure out how to do this and We'll see where where it takes me. So I went through a period of time in my life where I had people surrounding me that loved me and cared about me and helped me. I mean, I had places to live. Family down in Florida helped me out, um, and I lived there for a couple years. And you know, I, then I bounced from another house to another house to where it was like people believed in me more than I believed in myself. Okay. They saw talent in me that maybe I didn't see in myself. But I was like, why is this not happening? You know, what's what's going on? So. Through there, um, one day on the beach, I uh, was playing catch with a friend and just stepped wrong, I guess, and finally my knee totally just gave out. It was everything. It was my MCL, um, PCL, meniscus, uh, you know, you name it. It was just holding on by a thread. Through a buddy of mine, um, he helped me, and then uh, another buddy of mine, his, he knew a, his, his parents lived up here in uh, Greenville. And, um, you know, I didn't have insurance. I didn't have money. I didn't, you know, I was pretty much starving artist. Here's one thing I can say looking back is I was, maybe you could say I was homeless, but I always had a home. You know, I always had a place to live. Um, And looking back, I I know God has always had his protecting hand on me and that um, never let me go hungry, never let me go without a, a... a roof over my head, um, even though I didn't try to get it for myself. You know, um, he always took care of me. And looking back in Florida, it was some good, wonderful times, but also some very tough, hard times for me. Just to learn a lot about myself, a lot about my direction, and a lot about my work ethic as well. Um, so I had to I had to be taught some hard lessons during that time. And Again looking back I just think I wouldn't trade it for the world because it, it, it it's grown me and taught me to be the man that I am today. i say it shaped you. Yeah. And uh it helped me mature, I, okay. You know, I'm still my wife will tell you I'm still maturing, <laughs> but you know, I had to mature a lot, you know, and just say Jared, you 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 have to take these steps. Only you can do it. No one wow. else is just going to make something happen for you. You know, no one's going to buy your artwork if you have nothing that you've created. So from that point, I learned that I had to create art. So I moved up here with my buddy's parents and ended up living with them for about three years. Unfortunately, my my friend's father, which he was like a a father, brother, friend to me, passed away within I think it was six months of me moving here. But he's the one that got me surgery and pretty much took care of my my uh, I guess myself during that time. And taught me different things. He was a salesman and. He just wanted to show me the ropes and show me the world from his point of view. And um, I was, like, all about it. And then when he passed away, I think selfishly, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, he, he was the guy that just kind of resurrected um, my life in a way of I felt like I had more hope now. Um, but it also taught me that uh, it's time, now's the time for me to grow up. So I, I stayed there, I lived in Pottersville for a little while, and from there, ended up moving to Greenville, and uh, got a studio down here, and you know, when I first moved to Greenville, it was like getting back into my artwork as well. And I'm missing a lot in between this story, no, it's, man, yeah, because, it's all right. because there's so much that's happened with me in that in between those times, but I learned a lot of valuable lessons and uh, continue to. So here I am in Greenville, I have a studio, and. I wanna say, um, I wanna say it was nine years ago. Can't even remember now, but yeah. when I started doing uh, what I do now, which is And speed so you move
0: from the the black and white, so now you're doing Now I do, a, do a little do bit of everything. Everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I wasn't was that even,
1: transition. I wasn't even painting. You know, there was a lady in West Palm Beach that gave me a blank check and said, Fill this out to yourself, paint me something. She said, If you can draw like that you can paint. And I was like, paint, man, I gotta, it costs too much (laughs) to buy some oil paints and all this (laughs) stuff. Uh, You know, but she gave me that check and I was like, what am I supposed to do, you know? So I did a painting of a lighthouse, the Jupiter lighthouse down in Florida, and uh, uh, I wrote it out. I think I wrote it out for $750, which for me at that time was like, wow. And I gave it to, I, I gave her the painting. And she said how much did you write the checkout for and i told her and she just she just kind of like almost laughed like really but for me it was big and i you know i could have people were like why didn't you write that for so much more man you could have just made yourself set right there but you know i had to have a starting point and for me i think that's where it was and um you know i did portraits for for years for a couple hundred bucks here and there and tried to get myself where i'm going and uh that 's what I guess was a step from transitioning a little bit, but I still was doing black and white even okay. when I moved to greenville and through a, through other artists here that i that I saw and learned from, uh, just uh, seeing how they paint you know um, there's a guy named Rick Stanridge we shared a studio for a while, and he he taught me some different things, which was a blessing to me and uh, I've just kind of picked up from from learning from other artists and experiences and everything else, yeah. so it's been a blessing.
0: Now, throughout that you know, nine years up to leading, I mean, leading up to now, uh, there's been a lot of things that have happened, as you had mentioned, more importantly, just the aspect of the different events and organizations and people that you've painted for. Was there a point in time that you can reflect back on that, all right, that was my big break, that really catapulted me into where I am now. So was there a moment that you can... You know, I wouldn't wouldn't say there was a moment. I
1: I wouldn't say there was a moment. There was maybe a moment for me personally where I learned another lesson. Um, But it was was my my pastor encouraged me to paint on stage. And I had done some some stuff for this church where they did these little bumpers uh, for church where it was like, you know, 45-second little videos where I just painted these symbols which represents the gospel wow. i have a bracelet on my hand um so it's kind of graffiti-esque um spray paint and rolling paint and all that and so this was
0: the genesis of the the speed painting
1: yeah yeah so i did a couple of little things and then i uh he said you should paint on stage it'll be like good good friday service or something and i was like you're crazy like i'm <laughs> i'm not gonna get up in <laughs> front and paint in front of people like that's just not my that's not my thing and uh, I I just, I told him, okay, I'll do it. And so I was trying to figure out what am I going to paint for this? And of course, for that, I mean, the idea was of Jesus with the crown of thorns. And um, going into it, I was already I was excited. It was a canvas that was six feet wide by eight feet tall, which is just like this. It's actually the one behind this one here is actually my first painting I ever did or first speed painting I ever did. And I was playing church basketball, you know, (laughs) tore my MCL the week before. Great, you and your knees. I I know, and uh, decided I was committed, I'm gonna do it. So I was actually on crutches and I uh, hobbled out on stage, left the crutches there, got on stage and realized there is plastic on the floor there is, the canvas is actually made out of fabric, like sheets, I think, on plywood. So when you put paint on fabric, it kind of just seeps in. Um, they had a little uh, little step up there for me because I knew my leg was kind of bummed so I could reach the top. There's a video on YouTube, you could probably watch it. It's not something I'm very proud of, but when I share with you this moment that's taken me to the next step in my life, um, when I when I see that video, it's just a reminder of where I came from, and it's a reminder of which I'll get into in a, in a moment. But yeah. I go out there and I'm getting ready to paint. I got a bucket of oil paint, which now I don't paint with oil when I do live because it's just so hard to clean. And you know, I used to have long hair, so it <laughs> took me months to get it <laughs> out of my hair. So. I get up there and and I start throwing some paint. And I realize that this paint is just seeping into this fabric. And my first thought is, why am I here? Why did I come out here? I'm gonna throw some paint. I'm gonna slip and fall on this this plastic with my bum leg, and and then I'm gonna hobble off, and people are gonna be like, okay, what was why did that guy come out here? <laughs> and the more I kept going, my second thought, which should have been my first thought, was, God, I need your help. I need. I need to. Um, I need your direction, and uh, so I just kept going with the flow of the music and just throwing paint and and you know it's such a big painting and I had studied of I had studied shapes of what I wanted to do. and um, Just you can't quite see it up close when you're going so fast. So I just kept going through it and finished it and at the very end there's there's a part where i i dip my hand in red paint and i throw it on the, the crown of thorns and there was a moment for me where i I could hear the, the crowd i mean i go to church with i don't know six six seven thousand members and uh we did a couple of different services and i think each service holds you know two three thousand and so it's not a small crowd. No, it's not. So I'm nervous as I'll get out, and I'm scared to death even being up there. Um, but in that moment when I threw that red right on there, I could just hear the sigh, like this, you know, of 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 the crowd, and that's when I realized that something is happening. I have no idea what's happening. Something's happening, and so I finish. I touch the painting, and I. Hobble off. I go in the back, everyone's clapping, there's actually a standing ovation. Um, it was just a moment that I felt, although I didn't know what was going on. I went in the back of the green room, and as the pastor's praying at the end, I see the painting behind him, and it is the depiction of Jesus. Kind of abstract, but he's kind of looking down with a crown of thorns. And it just hit me like, wow. like. Like God, you showed up even, even though I, I didn't show up. And for me, the, I think the lesson and what he was teaching me in that moment is that, Jared, when you are broken, literally, and you're not where you need to be, I think in, in all aspects, probably spiritually, mentally, physically, um, look at what I'm gonna do and how I show up. So with that being said, when you're broken, look at the possibilities and opportunities when you were 100%. So I took that as God was challenging me, Jared, you're broken, and look what I've been able to, to do through you. Now is the time for you to put in the work. Now is the time for you to um, to take the steps, the moments to focus on me, but also focus on you in the right way. So for me, I think the valuable lesson in, in, in that moment was was... Jared, look at how you can participate in this world when you're 100%. I mean, you just did it when you weren't 100%. So there's no, there's no excuses now. There's no okay. excuses in, in what I can do with your life. And God's continued to stretch me and grow me and so, through it. And, and even now, I mean, even every day, sometimes it's like you get in the, 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 the sway of, hey, I'm painting again, I'm doing what I love, life is great, all this stuff. But he always continues to stretch me and encourage me in ways through people, through experiences, um, through my own struggles here in the studio, if I'm frustrated with something. And uh, he continues to to lift me up through it. Um, I'm very competitive. I'm also, you know, I want to be the best artist I can be. Um, but with that, knowing that as long as I'm giving my best and that's good enough. I don't necessarily have to be the best, but it doesn't stop me from wanting to continually be the best. Um, I think I'm the best at what I do, uh, and that's what keeps me going and going and going, although there's so many talented artists out there, um, and I've tried to take that. So now I do the speed painting, um, mm-hmm. and not just from that moment that I did at church, but you know, to where now I just paint with my fingers, I mean, I've been blessed to be able to be a part of so many different things. I was on Winter Jam Tour in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just a lot of fun and and, and a growing time for me as well. Um, I've done pro-ams. I've done, like you said, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's there's so many things, and, and I look back and think, man, it was, it was God teaching me something in those moments
0: that's brought me to yeah. where I am. Because those just evolved. That was not like your intention that... You were seeking this out necessarily at right. all? I just evolved, right? Yeah, I wasn't trying to be some guy that paints in yeah. front of people.
1: I, I, I never dreamed that I'd be doing what I love and what I'm passionate about today, but by throwing paint on canvas. That's right. You know, but with doing that, you know, my, my dream as a as a young kid was to play on, on an NBA basketball court, mm-hmm. right? Um, a couple years ago. I uh, did a halftime show with B.O.B. for the Detroit Pistons Chicago Pools game. Mm-hmm. And to me, that my dream became a reality. But instead of me playing basketball on the court, I was painting on the court. And now I just I, I look at it as God's let me live out my dream just in a different way. Um, I think in, in the way he had planned for me versus I had planned for myself. Okay. And it's been an honor and a pleasure and a and a
0: Blessing to, to do what I love. Are there moments with some of these situations where your paintings, you know, obviously some of these there are celebrities all around that you just, it's surreal for you to think that I am here. Like you mentioned on the court there, was it surreal just to be thinking of what you're actually doing and
1: yeah, who you you're know,
0: connecting with? I
1: mean, when you have when you have people around players and, and people you see on TV all the time, so, I mean, that's cool and all. But it doesn't really, it doesn't make me more nervous at an event. Okay. Like like if I was painting for just you in the studio, I'd probably be crazy nervous, right? <laughs> um, it doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, um, Michael Jordan or someone else. Now Michael Jordan might be one I might get a little, like a little more nervous of. But Who's when that? I'm painting a celebrity or an athlete or uh, someone that is actually there, you always have a little sense of you want to make sure you do them justice Um, you know I've seen some some guys paint that it's been like oh I'm not sure but I've also each time I paint I'm like oh like (laughs) is this going the way I anticipated and you know I think every time I I paint or perform you could say uh, I'm always disappointed and and usually disappointed in the outcome there's sometimes where I'm like yes I hit that That it looks great Um, but I think that's the artist in me too. Yeah. Like I'm my worst critic, and I want it to be perfect and flawless and everything else. But I realize in you know five, six, seven, eight minutes, you can only paint so much
0: with your fingers. You know. So are you able for, to somewhat compartmentalize that? I can't dwell on that painting. I need to move on. Yeah. To the next one. Yeah, that's that's
1: usually how it is. But as you see in my studio, there's a lot of unfinished pieces, <laughs> <laughs> and. That being said, it's just sometimes I get away from it and I'm trying to focus on something else or I'm trying to figure out how to focus back on that piece. Okay. Um, so, But it's different. When I'm doing something in the studio, it's different in the sense of just getting back to focusing on the, the details um, versus the, the speed painting. It is speed painting is you have that moment and you want that to be the best that can be in that moment because okay. you can't change anything in that moment. You can fix some things afterwards if you, if you screwed up, but that moment, you only have that moment to to make it happen. And that's taught me a lot of valuable lessons in life too, is, you know, decision-making and everything else. I have that moment and, you know, I can say over the years, there's been a few times where I've made the wrong decisions and it's, and it's taught me that, hey, Jared, you got to make the right decisions in that moment. Same with painting on the canvas, you know, even if you screw something up really bad, like figure out a way in that moment to, to make it right. So, so if, if I do something to wrong you, you know, I need to make sure that if I do, that I I make it right, you know, right after, Um, even if I blow it. I hope that makes
0: sense. That does. Um, So I, I I relay art to, to life in a lot of different ways, you know? Well, and I know you've been focusing on this interview and I greatly appreciate it. So just to wrap things up, if you can summarize just the impact of sports in your life and, the, and all the lessons that you 've learned, I know you 've shared many of those, but is there a way that you can put that in a package, so to speak
1: Oh man you're putting me on the, on the spot yeah. um, I mean sports is a huge impact on my life because it was what well, was my life for most of it, um, but I had to learn that sp- sports is it 's a game, but it's also it 's also a, I think a sport that helps you learn and grow um, and discipline and everything else. And, and you know, even though I wasn't able to make it as a pro athlete, um, I know that God had a plan for me to, to make it pro and something else. And, you know, I encourage anyone and everyone that find what it is that you love and you're passionate about and make that your, make that your uh, your sport, right? Mm-hmm. Make that your, your purpose in life. Um, But sports is a huge impact, but I had to learn that sports should not be first in my life. God should be first in my life. My family should be second in my life. Um, And, you know, I guess now art should
0: be third, (laughs) right? and then sport, yeah. you know. But you've an intersection of art and sports. You, you really do. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you you know, I, I like do. to play basketball here and there. It's just finding the time to do it yeah. now and, and keep myself in shape. That's always a struggle because I, 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 I'm not really the guy that likes to work out too okay. much. <laughs> um, but if I have encouragement and someone's saying, Jared, hey, let's go do this, do this, then, then I'm going to do it. Or if someone challenges me in something, then um, I usually get on it. I understand. <laughs> Well,
0: so, hopefully, that, that answers that your That does, question. yes. And so, last question I always ask words of wisdom that you would like to share. And I know you've already you know, shared some words throughout the interview, but any final comments?
1: Man, uh, you know, I guess love God, love people. The biggest thing I've, I've learned in, in being an artist and in being in so many different arenas is to love people you know tell someone hello that you walk by every day and never say hello to smile you know i gotta tell myself that every day uh but but loving people i think is the biggest because you know it's you you can get a temper and a heartbeat um it takes a lifetime to build character right um but it takes a moment to destroy it and uh you know for me, it's, it's learning that, hey, you know, even in, like I told you earlier, even in making those wrong decisions sometimes or, or, or jumping in a moment is correct those. You know, when you're wrong, someone apologize. When, uh, when you need forgiveness, ask for it. Um, when you need to forgive, forgive uh, those things. But the best advice uh, from an artist standpoint is just work Work hard at what it is that you love to do. Um, Paint a lot. In the words of Macklemore, (laughs) (laughs) he said the greats were great because they paint a lot, right? Okay. Didn't say the greats are great because they're so talented. Yeah. LeBron James, he's not a great basketball player just because he's talented. He's great because he plays basketball a lot. He practices. Yes. You talk about his promise to Cleveland, his promise, I promise. He's made well on that. You know, you you think of guys that um, he's one guy, even though I've never met, that I've 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 grown to I guess I've grown to love in the in the basketball world because I've never heard a negative thing about the guy. Um, You know, you're always going to have haters and that means you're doing something right. But you always hear good things about LeBron you always hear that he's putting in the work that he needs to to be great. I mean, he says strive for greatness. What does that mean? You just all of a sudden great? No, it means strive, work at it, be the best that you can be. And that's just what I'm doing, trying to do in the art world, just be the best that I can be. And um, even on my logo, you know, it says art reaches everyone. I think art reaches everyone and art is a broad spectrum. It's not just painting, it's yeah. it's it's everything. You know, to me, sports, basketball, it's an art form, but art reaches everyone in some capacity.
0: So let the art reach people in a positive way. Very powerful words. I appreciate you sharing that and appreciate you sharing the time. I know it pulled you away from one of your paintings and I wanted you to make sure that you focus on that. So, again, (laughs) thank you so much for your time. My
1: pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, I hate that I don't have video to share with you from my time with Jared, but I do have some pictures that will be posted. And then the best way to view Jared's work is through his website, jaredemerson.com. And you can also follow him on Twitter, at Jared Emerson, and on Instagram, at The Jared Collection. And you can also find videos of his live performances on YouTube, and I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. And, of course, if you happen to be in Greenville, South Carolina – then visiting his studio is a must. It's in downtown Greenville, right on the Reedy River, and he's so accommodating to anyone coming in. And again, you definitely have to visit. And one of the things that I also thought was fascinating, other than how many times he's blown his knees out, I couldn't believe that, and he continues to play basketball to this day, but that's just what happens when you love something, but what I thought was poignant was just how he sub- described his early days of being somewhat of a starving artist and reflecting on that time when he was staying from house to house, friend to friend, and how he stated that even though he was somewhat homeless, he always felt he had a home. And that's just an amazing perspective as most people Would have a view of that as such a negative And I know I would But that's probably one of the reasons That Jared's been able to inspire so many people Through his art Because of his faith and grateful attitude All right, we continue with episode 23 With the weekly Words of Wisdom Keeping encouragement and motivation rich Keeping encouragement and motivation rich Let's explore the weekly Words of Wisdom The weekly words of wisdom this episode are actually from an unknown author, but that doesn't matter. They're just as relevant and important as if they were from someone famous or even if the author was known. We know that life has many chapters, and many times we have choices on which page to turn in our life. And as I tell my kids constantly, we don't live life with a crystal ball where we know the outcomes of the choices we make. But that's okay. You know, starting this podcast, I had no idea that we would be here in episode 23, but you know what? Here we are. So this quote really just sums up how taking the next step is okay, even if it's unknown. And the quote states, You can't start the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. And no doubt that when Jared stepped up on that stage in in that church with a bum knee and all... And as he was, he was definitely starting a new chapter and look what God is writing for him now. And the same could hold true for you. Well, that wraps up episode 23. And remember to focus forward so we don't live in the past. All the best, everyone. You've been listening to Rich Take on Sports, the sports podcast with life. Visit richtakeonsports.com to subscribe and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. You can also follow us on Twitter at Rich Takes Sports. Thanks for listening.